Hey guys, welcome to CCV Kids Coach Podcast. Shauna and I will be your host today, and today's podcast is all about behavior and disciplining. Yeah, this is going to be a great session. I'm looking forward to hearing um, what our guest, George Mang, has to say about this today. Um, you know, your experience with kids, if you spent any time in a classroom or a, an environment with kids, and you know that behaviors come up in these guys. And so, as I said, George Mang from our Scottsdale campus, he's the lead kids pastor out there, is uh, got a ton of knowledge to share with us in this area. And I know it's going to be helpful for you guys as you are um, spending time with the kids. So, George, why don't you tell us a a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a former teacher, taught in the classroom for quite a few years, and I loved it. Uh, obviously, I love kids. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Um, big believer in just the power of you know behavior influence and how much that can really make or break an environment for kids and the leaders involved. Um, I've been going to CCV for over 15 years, been at the Scottsdale campus as the lead kids pastor for the past three plus years and I'm married and have a beautiful wife, Melissa, and one kid, age three, and then another kid on the way. Oh, that's yes, exciting. Yes, one on the way. When is she due? In October, so oh, coming up yeah. soon. Nice. Awesome. So uh, thanks for sharing just a little bit of background about yourself. And I think it's one of the most important topics that a coach really needs to know. I think this could really help a coach is just a kid's going to act up there might be behavior issues with a kid and uh, something that's really taboo is disciplining. Can we, should we, what do we do? And as a coach, I know some of that, uh, some of that thinking is going through their head. And I love that you're able to be here today and just help us through some of that on the knowledge that you have. So uh, just start us off with some of the behavior stuff that uh, you have. Definitely. So uh, nothing wrong with discipline. However, I think that as a coach, there's so many things that we can do to get ahead of that. So coaches, I have some questions for you. Have you ever had a kid in your group who just won't stop talking? How mm-hmm. about the kid who never talks or the kid who lays down as if it's nap time during service? <laughs> I feel like we all have had that, <laughs> right? What about the kid who talks to others and puts his or her hands on others during group time or the kid who runs laps around the room during worship time? Uh, chances are many of you are nodding your head yes right now. Uh, yeah, I think maybe all in one weekend. <laughs> yes, to every single yes. question you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, listeners, during a church service, who do you think has the most influence over kid behavior? So it's not the service leader or the host. It's not the other kids. It's you, the coach. Hmm. You are the one who influences positive, neutral, and even negative behavior in your group most of the time. Mm. And I say most of the time, just because some kids come from very unique circumstances from home. And so today's discussion will be just about most kids. Mm. So let's ask this question, why does behavior influence even matter in the first place? What are our main goals as a coach? We want kids to discover trust and accept Jesus one day, of course. We also want our later kids to become Christ-centered difference makers. Mm. So when we as coaches manage kid behavior properly, we create the best possible learning environment for each and every kid. And when the best possible environment is created, that is when kids can achieve these goals. Mm. So let's talk about the starting point for behavior influence. The starting point is always the relationship. This is why getting to your serve time 30 minutes in advance for this uh, start time is so important. And this is why you can connect, this is when you can connect connect the best on an individual level with kids who come before the start of service. Mm. And this is also why consistency is so critical. It's much easier to build a positive relationship with a kid when you serve 
regularly or as opposed to irregular? Oh, that's great because basically what you're saying is when they show up 30 minutes beforehand as a coach, you have all that time that you're able to just build relationships with the kids, connect with them, play games with them, and just kind of earn their trust. Absolutely. I think that when you're there, that's that individual connection time and that improves the likability of a coach and also just improves the trust. Mm, That's great. So I'm a big believer in something that some of these coaches have probably heard, but rules without relationship equals rebellion. Mm. Um, And then I also believe personally that a a relationship without rules equals chaos. Mm. And I love what the Bible says, just a little simple Bible verse from 1 John 4, 7. And it just says, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. So love does not mean we let kids do whatever they want all the time. Love does mean a lot of things. And one of those things happens to be boundaries. So God gives us boundaries. He doesn't give us boundaries to limit us, but he gives us these boundaries to help us flourish because he loves us. So let's go ahead and just start talking about some simple things that coaches can do to either decrease undesired behaviors or promote desired behaviors. Oh, that'd be great. You know, a lot of our coaches I know are former teachers or they work with kids on a regular basis or they have kids. And then I think a large majority of our coaches, um, they've never worked with kids. They may or may not have any and they're in there for the first time and they're really just stepping up to say, this looks fun. I think I can add some value and I have no idea what I'm doing. So I think some some simple tips will be really helpful for, for these guys. Definitely. So let's go and start with something that I call the look. So let's just say a kid is not sitting still during the message video or group time. We all have that from uh, time to time, of course. Or perhaps a kid is chatting with a neighbor during those times. Often if you give a kid the look for a few seconds, they will realize what they're doing isn't best. Mm, That's like a mom look, right? Absolutely. It's like that all the time. Yeah, I give that to my kids pretty regularly. I I wouldn't suggest the Dwayne The Rock Johnson look um, with the eyebrow (laughs) thing, uh, Mm -hmm. although that's that's possible too. Mm -hmm. Just letting them know that like, you see him, I see you over there. Letting them know that you see them exactly (laughs) as you said. And so hopefully from that point, point, they just uh, self-manage from that point. Mm. Um, But there should be some improvement with um, that point. And so uh, for older coaches, it might look like this, you know, if if you remember Arnold from Different Strokes, I can't really show you right now when he (laughs) says, what you talking about, Willis? But he kind of has that kind of effect to it right Mm -hmm. there. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. So the next one would be proximity control. So let's just say you have two kids who are totally goofing off with each other during worship time and not attempting any of these moves at all. Um, This is where you can try proximity control, which is simply moving yourself towards someone so that they get the hint of getting back on task. Mm, I love that. You know, a lot of times um, I know when I'm in some of our kids' experiences, I get totally caught up in uh, the the message or the video or what's going on on the screen or the worship time. And I forget that I've got kids next to me. (laughs) So I know that's something I can really work on is just being aware of of what's going on with all the kids around me so that I can be able to um, see when I I need to just get up and go sit next to that kid. And that that's what you're saying will sometimes just eliminate some of that distractive stuff right there. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Coaches have so much to think about during a one-hour service time, mm-hmm. but often uh, we can just make things simple. And you know, the great thing about proximity control and, and the look is that you just don't have to say anything and you can save your energy for other things. It just takes a couple seconds to do that. That's awesome. So simply moving towards these kids, perhaps pointing to the stage and giving the kids the let's go gesture and then trying some of the worship moves yourself often helps in this case. Mm. So proximity control can also be helpful in the earlier examples, kids not sitting still during the message video or group time mm-hmm. or kids chatting with each other during those times. 
And I will often see a couple kids chatting with each other when they're supposed to be listening. So sometimes the best thing to do during that time is to just ask one of those kids to come sit by you as the coach. That way the two of them are separated and unable to distract each other or you or the group anymore. And all of this in turn helps create the best possible learning environment for all the kids. Man, that's great. I remember just sitting in a kid's experience environment and kids running around or during worship time, they decide that they don't want to do the worship, but really cool telling us, hey, it could be just as simple as going standing next to the kid, Um, not yelling at them, not pulling their hand away or trying to hold them from running. It's literally maybe just getting a little closer to them, letting them know that, hey, I'm here with you. We overthink things sometimes, but yes, often it's just those simple things like you mentioned that really make a big difference. So the next thing I wanna go over is also simple. It's called selective ignoring. And so this is just choosing to ignore. I think my ignore. kids have that, by the way. Selective <laughs> ignoring, yeah, definitely. I feel like I many people have, that. many people I know selectively ignore, ignore me. Maybe it's purposely ignoring. <laughs> um, but this is just choosing to ignore certain behaviors. So we wanna choose our battles. Often kids want any kind of attention, even if it is for a negative behavior. And this is for certain kids at certain times. So an example might be when a coach says, stop doing that, or come on, Noah, pay attention. Sometimes these things do need to be said, just know your kids. But because sometimes in the case, Noah gets what he wants, your attention, the group's attention, and then he's in control. So by ignoring certain behaviors, it does starve that behavior. So that behavior hopefully doesn't grow. Mm. So a little side note, If needed, you can always give a side talk to Noah in this example during the appropriate time. That way Noah wouldn't get the attention from the group, but would also know from your clear pep talk with him what he needs to do to improve. Mm. And he'll also know what to do to get your attention in group time by demonstrating that desired behavior. Mm, That's great. So the next thing kind of leads us into what I just mentioned, which is just that firm, clear pep talk. So sometimes a coach needs to have an individual conversation with the kid apart from the group. So generally one way you could go about this is saying, my expectation for you is to keep your hands to yourself, keep your eyes on the screen and your mouth quiet during the message video. Otherwise you can interfere with the learning of you and the others around you. So just giving that, that clear message, uh, just a few seconds away from the group, getting them back in the group after that, and hopefully they're on task from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want you to know coaches is that um, the service leader, the host or the staff member can do this as well. So coaches, uh, don't be afraid to chat with one of those people if you need. Sometimes that can be uh, difficult because it pulls you away from the rest of your group when you're focused on one kid as opposed to the others. But just know that those people are there to help whenever you need. That's great advice because there's sometimes as a coach, we feel like we're trying to do it by ourselves, right? And so what you're saying is, we're all working as a team. We're all in there together and we can help each other out. It's a team effort, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a team effort. Uh, One thing to keep in mind, coaches, is that what you allow gets repeated and what gets praised also gets repeated. Mm. Ooh, say that again. I like that. mm -hmm. First one was what you allow gets repeated. The next one was what gets praised gets repeated. Mm. So now we're going to go and shift our attention to how to get more of the behaviors coaches like you love. Mm. So the best way to do this is to provide something that I just call specific, congruent, timely feedback. I know that's a mouthful. Uh, Don't worry about what it's called, but Mm -hmm. uh, let's go and talk about specific, congruent, timely feedback. So what we don't want is to say, good job today, because what does that mean? Good job doing what? Showing up, breathing, 
<laughs> Instead, you as the coach can say something like, Noah, great job raising your hand before you spoke this time. Mm. So that is specific. It's also congruent with what you were hoping for. Mm. The key is to say that right after you call on Noah in this case. That makes it timely. Mm. It will not have as powerful of an effect if you say it three minutes later. Mm. I could also see how that would be an encouragement to the other kids. They're like, oh, he, he got pointed out that he raised his hand. Good job. I'm going to do that too. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So that sets the tone for the rest of the group right there. So Noah knows what he did well and also feels good about it like immediately. And this, again, also increases the chance that Noah continues to raise his hand in the future. And so really what we're looking for is we want to try to catch kids doing good instead of catch kids doing bad. And, you know, like Shauna was just saying, perhaps uh, just as important, this does set the climate for the rest of the group. And they all know in order to get your attention, they must do what you just praised for Noah in that instance. That's great. So they know what the expected and desired behavior is. And now I know we don't actually have to have kids raise their hand all the time before they speak, um, but this could be done for really anything, any yeah. behavior that the coaches are, are hoping for. And this will especially be critical for those kids who we mentioned earlier, those kids uh, who may need the specific congruent timely feedback. And so remember what we said at the beginning, um, what gets praised often gets repeated. It's good. So coaches, if you want to earn some extra credit points, um, try to publicly praise a kid for something in their group. Um, but better yet, consider publicly praising them to their parents. When mom and dad come to pick them up, say, Noah did such a great job participating respectfully today by, and then go and fill in the blank with what Noah may have done or whoever your kid may be. That's awesome. Parents love hearing great things about their kids. It makes them feel really good about their parenting and their kid, and they leave with a, a great experience. Yeah, Absolutely. That's awesome. But then the kid remembers that too. Mm -hmm. And the kid's like, oh, I need to do that next week also. So they can tell my parents again. Yeah, which kind of circles back to what you were talking about at the very beginning about coaches being there early and consistently and developing that relationship really lays some of the, the framework for all this other stuff to take place and, and for kids to really grow in their capacity to have fun at church and learn about Jesus and have a great experience. Yep, it makes the the kid feel good. It makes the parent feel good. And you know, if uh, those kids are like me, when I feel good, I, I behave better. Mm. I, I um, you know, my outlook on the people around me is better. So I think that kind of just uh, works itself out that way. Well, George, I know that we're kind of coming down to our final couple minutes here, but is there any last things that you want to give our coaches, our listeners out here? Yeah, one last thing, uh, just real quick before we review is I would, I would just really quickly mention a great idea that I've seen some coaches do across several different campuses, which is called Think, Pair, Share. And that's really just um, inviting everybody in your group to give an answer to a question that you may have to a, to a neighbor, maybe spend 30 seconds each going over that. And that just really allows each kid to be heard in your group. Ultimately, uh, all kids do have a thought, even if they don't express it. That's a great way to get your entire group to open up. Again, that's just asking a certain question, inviting everybody in your group to answer it to a neighbor nearby. So everyone's kind of talking or listening at the same time right there. And they're all, they're all uh, being heard. Um, but just in review here, um, coaches, I would just remind you that you are the ones that have the most influence over the majority of positive, negative, and even neutral behavior. So when we recognize that, we can set up the best learning environment for kids, which in turn makes it much easier for us to achieve our goals of helping kids discover, trust, and accept Jesus, and then of course, becoming Christ-centered difference makers. The relationships we build with these kids will be the starting point for behavior management and influence. 
And we also want to make sure that um, we love on these kids. So sometimes the most loving thing we can do is to create some boundaries for the kids. Yep. So I know we just touched on a lot of stuff. Um, you gave us a bunch of information, like great information. Like I don't even know how really I could take it all in on one setting, but just to recap, just the main hits for us. Can you do that? Yeah. So the, the main points, uh, we talked about something called the look. We talked about proximity control, selective ignoring, a firm, clear pep talk, specific, congruent, timely feedback. And then I just mentioned think, pair, share. Mm-hmm. So out of all those, I would ask the listeners out there to uh, put it into practice. So out of everything we discussed today, what is one thing that you will apply this coming weekend and beyond with the kids in your group? Oh, that's great. These are going to be some great tools for our coaches to use. Thanks so much for, for all this great information, George. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, again, out there, coaches, listeners, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. And we hope that you will join for our next Kids Coach podcast. And again, make it a great day.